0: Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by KinPrint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. KinPrint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Got Your Back Live Stream Edition. Yes, we are live on Twitter and on YouTube. Anything happened today? Any news? Holy smokes, what's going on with this Philip Broberg thing? Jason Strudwick, Rob Brown standing by. We're gonna dig into what we know, what we think. As always, got your back brought to you by Sure Would Be with GMC. Were you able to make it out to their Black Friday two day sales event? Look at the staff looking so sharp. That is Canada's number one volume GMC dealership in the country. Great looking staff, and they're very proud. They wanted to extend a huge thank you. To everybody that was able to get by, and to all of you. If you've never been to Sherwood View with GMC and you need a truck or a car or a vehicle, new or used, make sure you go down and check it out because they actually have stock. And they're Canada's number one GMC dealership for a reason. Go see Phil and the fantastic crew. Mention Got Your Back sent you. They'll give you great pricing, but they'll also give you three free ultimate detail packages on a new or a used vehicle. So go see Phil and the crew out here in Sherwood Park, or uh, check them out online, gmcpod.com. Coming to you from the Long Shot Studio here in the park. You know, it's more than just golf. It's a sports destination, locations on Stony Plain Road and here in Sherwood Park. As we say, good evening to the fellas. And this is a big night for the pod, boys. (laughs) A big night because we finally got Rob Brown's hat flipped around.
1: Yeah, I got to admit, it had nothing to do with me. All I did was wear the hat. This was all behind the scenes. <laughs> I'd, uh, I know nothing technically what happened. I just looked up on the screen and I look backwards now. Yeah, it looks good, buddy. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that stretch. I appreciate it. Fashion Great. guru like you, I mean, right. it means a lot You're to me. Steve, You're welcome, guys. Steve, do you want to walk us through how it got
0: fixed? or uh, <laughs> well, How did that happen after
2: two months here? After 2 months you actually came up with the uh, the idea. So there's your bat pack. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah. Ah gee. No, All oh, good. Um well Look boys be, everybody. Yeah, I know. That's that's the kind of night I'm having. Uh, Brownie, you ever demand a trade? You ever ask for a trade? You ever get into a situation where it was, you know, it, was, it just yep. was untenable and you just had to? Yeah, I did.
1: I had to go trade. For you. Well, I got traded, and the team that traded me won the Stanley Cup, so really good, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I was in Pittsburgh, and Bob Johnson became our new coach. And uh, I love Bob Johnson. He was a really, really nice person. Uh, he just felt that I was not his kind of hockey player, and I wasn't playing a whole lot. And we asked for a trade, and the Pittsburgh Penguins traded me to the Hartford Whalers. It was one of the big pieces for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. They got rid of me. And all of a sudden, they found back-to-back Stanley Cup. So, didn't work out as well as I'd hoped, Ryan. But thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, bud.
0: It's still a little... It sounds to me, Struddy, like it's a little soft still. A little bit of a soft Still there.
3: sensitive, eh? Still sensitive. That's what Bob probably didn't like about your game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Man. Uh, well, that you, in my Struts?
3: defensive play. It was that yeah. in my defensive yeah.
1: play, yeah.
0: How about you, yeah. Struds? you ever get to that point where you're just like, Tread me right now?
3: No. No, never. Never. I'd never even entered my mind. I, uh, I knew where I was in the grand scheme that they trade you <laughs> We're going to wave you and put in the minders.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll make this easy on you then, struds. No problem at all. Okay, guys, lots to talk about today, the situation with Philip Broberg. So let's get to the breakdown brought to you by our great friends over at Mr. Dirk. Sterling, Dan & Company, they're running a tight shop over there. It's fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to go see the showroom, highly recommend it. Whether it's casual wear that you want to upgrade, or if it's wanting to sharpen your look around the office, they've got great suits and pants and shirts and belts and ties and all that fancy stuff, but they've got great casual wear as well. Super friendly staff, and they have been around since 1939. So they are clearly doing something right. It's a one-stop shop for all your clothing needs. Visit MrDirk.com. Okay, quick recap. Early in the day, Kevin Weeks uh, tweeting that he's hearing that there's a Broberg deal that's you know, it's likely to happen or there's a good chance it's going to happen. Frank Saravalli follows up and tweets that it's his understanding that the organization has given Darren Ferris, Broberg's agent, permission to seek out a trade around the National Hockey League. Frank, very thorough, very good reporter. Um, So he reported what he knew to be fact at that time. Uh, And then... uh, I started looking into this a little bit, got in touch with the Oilers and listen, it's not my job done to anybody else's reporting or anything like that. Just needed to find out what the team was saying. Ken Holland uh, quoted him tonight on Twitter saying, we have not given Broberg's agent permission to shop for a trade. So the Oilers say that they have not given Broberg's camp permission to shop for a trade that despite what was tweeted today, got a hold of Darren Ferris and Darren Ferris gave me a quote. He says, this matter reflects both my and my client's frustration with the Oilers. I'm actively collaborating with Ken to address and resolve the issue privately. I would suggest none of this has been private, gentlemen. Uh, Struds, you first. What do you read into this sequence of events today and where it sits?
3: Well, obviously, there's frustration, right? I, I think that um, both sides would have some frustration the way that maybe Broberg has... Um, his career has gone so far from the older side, they probably expected more. And then you look on the other side for, for the player. I mean, he's, he's really not getting an opportunity to play and he probably wants the chance to get going. So, you know, I, I don't like it when things come public like this because it gets testy and I think it doesn't look good for the player, for the team, for the agent, just to me, it doesn't look good. I'd prefer if it would keep quiet and under wraps when these things get out. And I never believe that just accidentally get out. People plant seeds. They're planting out there for a reason. So the person ultimately who loses in this, I believe, is Phil Broberg, right? Because now it becomes a bit of a battle. Um, you know, I don't think the coaches, it won't affect his relationship with the coaches, but it's a battle between the player and the agent or and uh, the management of Brownie.
1: Well, I agree. I don't like it when it's public either. And when it becomes public, it, it also puts a target on the player. So if Broberg does come up and play and plays poorly, well, yeah, here's the guy they wanted out here. He doesn't even want to play for the Edmonton Oilers. So I think that puts a little bit more pressure on a young player who's trying to find his way in the NHL to start with. Uh, I can understand Broberg wanting to move on. He hasn't been given a, a chance here. He's not in their plans. Now, part of the problem for Broberg is the Oilers' defense has been fairly healthy the last year and a bit. Yeah. Normally, there's always a defenseman down, and you're on your seventh, your eighth defenseman at times. And sometimes those defensemen in those roles coming up prove themselves. They get off some ice time, and number one guy comes back, but another guy goes out, and all of a sudden you're in the minors, but now you're playing 40 games in a row, and you've proved that you can play. So Broberg believes he's an NHL defenseman. He doesn't think he's getting a chance here. The problem for the Oilers, if the Oilers do have an injury, they need Broberg because it's a big drop-off after Broberg to whoever they have next to come up. So, uh, unfortunately, going public now puts a little bit of pressure on, do you move them now? Or or what's the next move for the agent if the Oilers say, no, we're not moving you? Do they sit out? So, uh, it's a tough situation where, and I agree with you, Struts, uh, the the person that loses the most in this is Philip Broberg. I don't think the Oilers should trade Philip Broberg.
0: I think the Oilers need to take charge of Philip Broberg's development. And I I think they need to start prioritizing Philip Broberg's development. And that doesn't mean giving him what he wants. That means actually start to really, really think about it and make decisions with his development in mind. I think they've done a terrible job with this player. I really do. I think they have not prioritized his development enough. And I think they tried to this year, but a few things went the wrong way. And I get it, right? You guys remember. He was going to play with Ekcomb, right? Remember that in training camp? Mm -hmm. And then Ekcomb got hurt and missed all of exhibition. And Bouchard and Nurse was a train wreck that they could not (laughs) keep together. And then they started the way they started. So all bets were off. What got lost in all of that disaster was any thought process of what are we doing, Philip Broberg? What's happening with Broberg? Now they justified it, Struds, because Jay Woodcroft was willing to go 11 and 7 and they could find him at least some chance to pull the sweater on in an 11-7 and seven formation, but the new coach don't roll like that. He has been recalled and healthy scratched in six of the eight games since you recalled him. What did you recall him for to scratch him in six out of eight games? It's ridiculous, and for some reason, it's allowed to continue happening here. And I think they've done a terrible job managing the development of this
3: monumentally important prospect for studs. Yeah, the problem is that there's just nowhere to go, right? And I, I made the point uh, before last summer that I thought the owners would have to move Brett Kulak so that Broberg saw a spot for him to go for, right? There's no spot, and and it, we're not. I'm not sitting here comparing Broberg to uh, Vinny Darinay, but Vinny is a different type of player. Than than Broberg is. So you can put Vinny in and he brings that element that you want. And he's he's doing a pretty good job at it. So, but with Broberg, if you look at the left side, those guys are veterans, they're here to play. They're they're not you're not rotating in and out with those three. Then the other side, they're the same thing, you know. So the six is kind of set. Brownie's point about injuries is well made. Then he dressed seven just to get an extra guy six, seven minutes a night. It's a waste. That's not development. You're not developing playing six, seven minutes. Um, so I I just don't see a path forward for Broberg to get regular ice time on this team, Brownie. And I I get why he's asking to be out, but your point's also well made. There's no one else behind him. Who's the next guy? And we don't even really know what Broberg is. He is the next guy. It doesn't matter
0: who's next because all that guy's doing is eating popcorn and maybe sliding into the lineup
3: with an untimely injury, right, Struds? But it does make a difference because if they trade away Broberg and get a forward, now, at the trade deadline, if they're in the playoffs, you got to trade for two defensemen, right?
1: It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's, I mean, good point. And it, The problem with trading Broberg is not if the guy comes up and sits in the press box. The, guy, the problem is if there's an injury and the guy coming up having to play. And there's no one down there right now that could do what Broberg has or has even the ex- little bit of experience that, that Broberg has. Um, I thought when they for, – for Broberg – when they were trying to decide whether or not, but this is before everything happened at the beginning of the year, if if he was going to be good enough for this team to play in their top six for a team that's challenging for a Stanley Cup. And the way they were only going to find that out is if they played him 30, 40 games straight, give him 15 minutes a night, and then see him in all situations. I didn't like earlier in the year where they pulled him out. I think it was in Philadelphia because they wanted a bigger lineup. I'm like, well, you've got to see what Broberg can do because to get out of the Western Conference, you got to go through LA, you got to go through Vegas, you got to go through Dallas. So let's see if Broberg can play against those players.
2: Because
1: yeah. if he can't, let's know now. So now we can know what we have to go get come trade deadline. And they didn't do that. They pulled him out in those games and said, oh, we need a bigger player in Day So now you're not even testing Broberg to see what he's available or what he's capable of doing. Yeah,
0: completely agree. Like, this is the thing. You know, your first-round picks, your, your prospects, when you're an organization that is contending, it is so crucial that you get good players in that can contribute on entry-level deals. It is so crucial. And it needs to be game-planned out from the minute they turn pro. What is the game plan for this guy? Now, Broberg came in last year and dropped the ball. There was a spot that was there. It was his. We all knew it. He dropped the ball. But guess what? Young players do that sometimes, right? So it wasn't great. He had to go back to the American Hockey League and he had to spend some time there. He got into a decent number of games last season, but when the playoffs rolled around, guys, they still didn't trust this player. They still couldn't count on this player. They didn't even know what they had in this player in the playoffs last year, and they didn't use him in the playoffs at all last year. And so while I understand, you know, the sequence of events that didn't give him the top four look they were hoping with Ekholm, what are they doing with him right now? Like how can you just drag a guy around on your roster, healthy scratching him when everybody knows what he needs Struddy, is to play 23 minutes a night, maybe get some power play time, heaven forbid, raise your arms in the air a little bit. And as an organization, you have to make the call this is where you're gonna be, and this is what's best for you. And whether you or your agent or whoever likes it or not doesn't matter. Take control of the player's development, and I just don't think they've done that.
3: Freds. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think it's unlikely. I'm not an insider, but I think it's unlikely that Broberg wants to play in the minors. Right? He wants to play in the NHL. Tough but shit. But like, I know. But I know. But the problem is that there's no way for him to play in the NHL right now. The six are set. So you know, maybe you talk to them, say, listen, buddy, like we know you won't want to be in the NHL, but these are our six right now. And we got off to a very tough start. So we're not into setting you up and playing you right now. You should be in the minors. You're sorry, you're going to be in the minors playing there. And when there's an injury, you're the first call-up, right? And I and I I it's just it there's no room to move. Like I I, I understand that people say, Well, you can dress seven and put them in seven, but no one wants to play a seven defenseman. It works yeah. every now and then, but no one wants to play it. That's not a long-term solution. That's a short-term solution to make everyone feel okay and some people feel upset, but no one losing it. So I, you know, Brownie, I I if you if you truly wanted to get this going, truly, I think you would have moved Kulak in the summer. And not that I'm advocating for moving Kulak. I like Kulak. Mm-hmm. But to move out, you shave about not just shave, you also save about a million and a half dollars on that transaction. And I think that would have been the move, but they didn't do it. So here we are with a guy that really has no space in the NHL to play.
0: Quick correction too. He did. I mean, he played the nine playoff games, but he played under seven minutes. So like he didn't play much
1: in the playoffs season. And, and strides is, you're right. He he should be playing in the minors. And the guy that's in the press box should be the oldest veteran that doesn't need any, any seizing. Yeah. Whoever it is. There you 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 go. Come on, yeah, up. go play. Up. You're going to get, paycheck, man. get NHL money. You're going to sit in the stands. You're going to practice in the NHL. And as soon as there's an injury, you're going down. We're bringing Broberg up. That's the <laughs> way. It, that's. I mean, that's the way it should be. It, it really should. And, um, and I, you know what, Gleason would like that. I, yeah. I mean, NHL money's better than minor league, buddy. They don't, they don't fly anywhere on charters down in Bakersfield. So yeah. it would have been good for him. So that's what they need to do. Um. But I think they're at the point right now that the agent is is pushing for his client to move. And to me, that is unless the Oilers get something back on the back end, that's not going to help the Oilers going forward. Because you know that as soon as they do make a deal, somebody on the back end is going to get injured. It's going to happen. Yeah. And now you're in trouble yeah. because now you're calling somebody up that's not as good as Broberg. Yeah. And they have a, they have a
0: history with this, I will say. This is not a one-off with Philip Broberg. I don't like the way they've handled Dylan Holloway in a lot of instances, too. I think they kept him here too long, not playing him enough minutes. Like, these are high-end guys that have played big minutes their whole lives. And and breaking them into the NHL by playing them eight, nine minutes for Dylan Holloway? Like, the opportunity that Broberg has gotten here? You know, 10 minutes and 32 seconds a night in 10 games played here? You know, healthy scratched? I just, you know, and, and then you know what they did? Same thing with Evan Bouchard Bouchard the year before when he was just hauled around all season long on the taxi squad, just wasting a year when he could have been playing 20-plus minutes a night in the American League. Now, he's worked out fine for the most part, but Struds, I just don't see a firm strategy when it comes to developing their top-end guys. Like, what is your ethos, Oilers, on how to develop your top-end guys? What is the, the firm strategy that is clearly at play? I don't see one. I see them giving in to whatever is convenient for the roster in the moment. And you have to be more responsible than that with prospects that are this important than what you might kind of need right now. Some things you need to go bigger picture on.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I always advocate for drafting developing. And I know people don't want to hear that. And I that is what I believe in. I believe in putting guys in the minors. I don't believe in saying, hey, play well for a couple of weeks come back. And you and I got into it, I think it was last year or two years ago where Broberg had like two good games and you were ready to call them back up. Like yeah. to me, you leave people in the minors because I've been there before. When a coach goes down there and says, or sends you down and says, hey, don't get comfortable. Do you really apply yourself down there? Are you bringing your best effort every night to get better, off ice, on ice, doing video, all that kind of stuff? You're not... I'm an HL guy. I'm just here, just here to visit. I'm an HL guy. You send them down with the intention, we're staying down. That's why I actually like what they've done is Xavier Borgo. They're, he's down there and he's he's playing and he's he's learning the game. And that's how you do it. So when they come up, they're ready. You know, Edmonton, Edmonton owner fans, and, and and to extent the media, they always want the guy, the shiny toy, to come up and play. I, I just disagree with him. He is ready when he's ready. We can't say it's a year and a half for the minors or two and a half years. Everybody's different, and I think that's where I get frustrated. So I, I but am Struggs, this much- is my point though. I'll argue back. This is my okay. point. Yeah. play him one way play or another. Play him. So minors, if you call yeah. him up,
0: play yeah. him, yeah. him and give him minutes and play him.
3: But you if, were advocating two years ago to call him back up after two good, good periods of hockey and play right? him. So, so, so he, if you're going to call him up, play no, him. No, no, no. But don't don't call him up. Just, just say you're going down. Just so, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say you should be playing and just advocating to call him up when he wasn't ready to be called up because he wasn't. He was an NHL player. Just leave him in the minors. Just lock the key, throw it away. Sure. Don't have him come back. That's how I. That's that's how I see it.
0: But you understand, Brownie. I, I love you, yeah. <laughs> Brownie. Just lists, oh, long hey hi, guys, I'm still here. Sorry, this is this is an old fight of Strud's and mine from last year. Strud's. You make a fair point, but this is my submission to you. Whether you believe she should be in the American League, whether you should he should be in the National Hockey League, wherever you believe this player belongs and is ready for, play him wherever he is. Do not recall him and healthy scratch him. Six out of eight games. That is insanity for a player of this importance level. Can we all agree with
1: that? Okay, both you guys are right. You're both right there. And the weird thing about all of this isn't... Ken Holland and the Detroit Red Wings. Isn't this what they were famous for in Detroit? All of their first-round picks, all of their prospects stayed down in the minors and were over-ripened by the time they get up. So when they came up, they were ready to play. There was not a lot of players in Detroit that were pushed like there have been so far here in Edmonton. But yes, any player, if a player comes up from the minors, don't just come up and let him play six minutes because you don't really – I don't care who he is. Six minutes does not make a hockey player. You can't tell what that player can do in those six minutes. So – uh, Broberg should be down in the minors playing right now. Someone else should be up in the press box sitting with you and I. Last word to you, Strud's. Gonna have to unmute
0: your mic to get the last word, bud.
3: <laughs> like no, the damage is kind of done. Not the damage isn't done, but like this is a learning experience, right? But we can go back, Pulley We can go back with uh, I, I. I give him a pass on Evan. Bouchard. Hang on a
0: second, Pulley
3: uh, let's not even open that can of worms. Opportunity-wise? No, 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 but he shouldn't have been in the NHL. Actually, right. he shouldn't have come no, over. Fair. He should have stayed in Finland for a year and then come to the minors, and then and then maybe he could have looked at the NHL. But no one wants to hear that, right? Like everyone wants to get the shiny toy, the agent, the player, the team, the media, the fans. There's only one shining voice of reason in this whole province. And he's looking good tonight, and uh, but that's the truth. But you just got to be patient. And I, I it's, this is crazy, but no one wants to hear it. You know who is advocating not to trade for uh, uh, Green, Green, and Ana you. you don't need to do that. You weren't that good, like patience. But now the patience is done because now you're trying to win now, and that's the problem. It's just it just it makes it hard. It makes it hard. All right, that was The Breakdown
0: brought to you by DLR Vinyl. We're going to keep going on this. I sort of had a plan for for our takeaway segment, but there's there's more to get to on this. We'll pull some questions off the stream here as well because the stream is absolutely on fire. People want to get in on this. So coming up next, we'll dive in on the stream a little bit, continue this conversation, uh, and then Brownie's going to stick around for that and Strutty's World as well. So tons more to come. Keep your comments coming.
2: Hey, everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport & Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner, and we've got
0: everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport & Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years.
4: Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallis at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca.
3: The Edmonton Sport
0: and Social Club is Y.E.G.'s top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey for all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at EdmontonSportsClub.com. All right, time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health and Dr. Tyler Fix he was down there again today, he was helping me out with the knee. It's coming along pretty good, Struts. He said that I uh, I heal up pretty good. Pretty efficient body I've got. My pretty musculoskeletal <laughs> system is above average. He
3: enters he figures. What did he say about the elliptical?
0: <laughs> he said it's perfectly acceptable for that to be your main way of cardiovascular exercise. (laughs) Dr. Tyler Fix, they specialize in total body and mind wellness and knee wellness, from chiropractic and massage care treatments, acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist. You know what? Tyler's just a great guy. I've enjoyed uh, getting to know him a little better as he's working on my my bad knee. Visit RedefinedHealth.com.
3: Lots of action. (laughs) Luis Johnson's true. What are you laughing at, Stridesz? Oh, just your bad. How did it even happen? Like, how do you just get a sore knee? I don't know. How old are you? I'm old.
0: I'm old. I'm not as old. I'm I'm old. I'm I'm 46, but I think, you know how you can do, like, your metabolic and body age? I think I'm probably pushing 60. I think I'm probably up in that range, for sure. Fair point. Dr. uh, Tyler Fix might be able to help me with that. Uh, Some people are concerned about you on the stream here, Brownie. Me? Uh, Yeah, Freezer Bag said Brownie's going to ask for his from the show tonight uh, brownie <laughs> looks like he wishes he was with reed um because <laughs> uh i don't know what it was like watching mom and dad fight that last segment but sometimes that makes
1: the, the others nervous you well see. i mean i got to watch some of the team canada christine sinclair last game tonight so you guys oh. fight all you want because i'm enjoying the game um but no, you guys sounded really good. Neither one of you made sense. But I mean, I think that's why I was brought into this podcast to try to <laughs> try to make a little sense of what's going on in the world. But hey, anytime, I'll just sit here and watch. Okay, so we've gone over a lot about
0: what's happened in the past. Let's talk about solutions here. What is the pathway to not trading Philip Broberg? I don't think it's that complicated, but I don't think he or the, his agent are going to like it. For the Edmonton Oilers, uh, I think you just go to Philip Broberg and you say, You need to go to the American Hockey League. You're not going to be in the lineup regularly enough. We think you're a really important player. You need to play a bunch. And when we recall you, we will play you. So if there's an injury, recall him and play him. Um, if his play dictates it, recall him and play him. I think it's that simple. As much as he or the agent or whoever might be frustrated by that, Struds. Entry level
3: contracts exist for a reason. You have the power, just do it. Yeah, and I think that his next year contract is not gonna be a monster, right? Like, you know, he he, he probably wanted to be as short as possible as well as the order. So I think you, I I get what you're saying. I think you say, buddy, you know, we need you to play. These are the two or three items we really want you to focus on. Go down there and play. No mention of we're gonna recall you when there's injury. I just say, go down and play. This is what you wanna work on. Then if there's an injury, and like you say, then if he's if he's you know got helped make those changes, you bring him up and you play him. And you 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 play him a regular. You can't play him this 10, 8, 9 minutes a night. Get him up to that 15 minute mark. And that's you know, 12 to 15, it's it's passable then, Brownie.
1: Yeah, and but I don't think, you know, I don't think as you send him down, and say, hey, you I agree, Studge, you're an injury away from coming up. You go down there and make him earn his trip back up. I mean, 100%. there's a lot of players that'll go down to the minors and they'll pout or they won't be happy, or the, the, it'll be, they'll half-ass it because they're mad about being there. Uh, put the ball in his court. say, okay, right now, simple, you're not good enough. Our top six, we feel, are all better than you. Go down to the minors, get better, and when you get your chance, whenever that may be, come up and prove us wrong. We want you as part of the organization, but I don't think there should be a, a, a spot handed to him saying, all right, next injury is your guy, and you're going to come up and play a ton. Tell them to go down. And when do you send them down? This is the most important thing. And and not all coaches were good good at it throughout my career. Tell me what I need to work on. Don't yeah. just go say, don't just say it's a numbers game. Go down there and play and we'll get you back up here. Tell me why I'm the odd man out and what I have to get better at to be able to play on a regular basis in the NHL. Let's get to the East Johnson YouTube mentions.
0: Um, they're offering 25% off all in-stock air conditioners right now. So... Set your brain to thinking about the air conditioners that you might want for next season. 25% off right now, and the offer's only available until we get 10 centimeters or more of the snow on the ground. So an interesting one from Weiss Johnson. Take advantage of the crazy weather so when the crazy heat hits early next spring, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the comfort of AC in your home. For details, visit wjcools.com. we Johnson, Penner's pancakes in with this. If Broberg can be part of a package of picks and possibly salary dump, it could be very beneficial long term. And asks that people hit the thumbs up button, pound that love button, pound uh, on that love button. Yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> uh, I want no part of Philip Broberg involved in a deal, Brownie, that is primarily for the purpose of dumping salary or getting draft picks. I this guy still has a chance to be an NHL defenseman and a good NHL defenseman,
1: and I think the Oilers need to figure that out while he's still an Oiler. I agree. Uh, the only way you make a trade, if you're getting a defenseman you feel is better than him. That um, That's the only reason you would trade him. Uh, you're not going to trade him for draft picks because now your next man up is, is it Neiman Leinen? Is, mm-hmm. it, is it Gleason? I, I don't even know who the next guy in the depth chart is down there, but it's not anyone that we've seen recently. So you can't just get rid of him and now you're stuck with no seventh defenseman cuz injuries will hit there's no way the others can stay this healthy on the back end for as long as they have so uh, if they can find something that's better than Broberg that can help their team more with than Broberg on the back end yeah I'm fine with that but it's got you better be bringing a defenseman back yeah, the problem is you bring another
3: defenseman back. Where is he going to play? Is he going to well, knock it, somebody
1: out? Well, it all depends. Unless maybe he's better than what you got in your top six.
3: Better, than maybe he can be. Yeah.
1: Mayor, yeah. yeah, so that that'd be yeah. the only thing. So, or you nope. bring, yeah, uh, I don't know, but you can't just get rid of him and then all of a sudden leave the the others naked oh, on their seventh defenseman.
3: Sure. I I look at it. I look at an opportunity like they did last year to get clean Costin. You know, that was a pretty good trade. You give the give the give the scouts the credit. That was a good, really good trade. So is there something you can find like that, maybe a little bit higher up the, the ladder, obviously. You know, you want to get, you know, someone who's maybe not a like, clean like that. Not that there's any him, but he's I see him as kind of a fourth liner, maybe a, a borderline, third liner. So that's where I'd like to see that kind of happen. But uh the value for him, you're right though, Chagar, is the trading for picks would be um really a step back. Let's
0: talk about Vinnie Dernay for a minute here because the reason Broberg isn't getting any action right now is because D'Arnais, um, and the Oilers... I mean, the Oilers are winning, but Darnay has upticked in his play here, struds. What are you reading off of Darnay, and what confidence level should the Oilers have that the game he's giving them now, he's going to be able to consistently give them for the rest of the season? Because Broberg is the other option if Darnay comes back down to earth or if he starts to really struggle. And if they don't have Philip Broberg, the drop-off, to your point earlier is going to be fairly significant down to the next guy. So are you confident enough in Vinny D'Arnais for the Oilers to
3: move Philip Broberg out? For I mean, just, just for that reason alone, why you wouldn't want to? I think the, the what I like about Vinny is, you know, his role is clear-cut. It's very clear. Um, you know, when I, and I think that Vinny's at his best when he's not trying to overhandle the puck. Doesn't mean he can't make plays, but when he gets into trouble, especially we saw, I thought, last year, is when he would overhandle and try to make a play, and it's like big man, move the puck, see a play, make a play, buddy. That's your that's your job. Um, so I think that's when he's at his best, and we're seeing it more and more this year. Um, I think Paul Coffey's had a pretty good influence on him, um, and I actually thought Broberg would have a better you know time with with Paul Coffey, and maybe he is, but we're just not seeing him play, so it's it's hard to tell. But yeah, I I, I think I'm I I'd be really comfortable if Vinny was your seventh guy.
4: I mean that's a good
1: yeah that's good point and I I do believe that the Oilers will make a move at the deadline. They're they out of D. Yeah, a lot of D. It'll be a a veteran defenseman that they'll bring in at the deadline. Uh, The problem for Vinny uh, or the problem for Broberg is he and Dayarnay are not apples for apples. So you can't just say pull out Vinny because we're going to put Broberg in. Completely different hockey players. It's like putting a third line guy up on the second or first line as an offensive thing, they play completely different hockey games. Vinny DeHarnay understands his role. He understands it very, very well. And on the back end, it's a role that they need. They need a big, physical, mean, nasty defenseman. And he plays that. He's fought a couple times too. And I don't know Vinny from before. I don't know if he was a big fighter in the Niners or anything, but his willingness to fight I think also endears him to the fans and endears him to his teammates and certainly makes the coaching staff a little bit happier that they got that big, mean guy in their bottom pairing.
0: This is life when you're in contention. Mm -hmm. Life when you're in contention is always going to be a little bit difficult with your prospects. Unless they are just surefire, NHL-ready guys that are ready to step in and play big roles right away. You want to have a deep enough team to contend, and quite often that doesn't always involve bubble prospects that need time. And so, you know, for Philip Broberg, I mean, he's, he's just... They make the trade for Matthias Ekholm, and there goes that left side. That left side is locked up. The Oilers kept Brett Kulak Strud's because they feel like they're in a window, and Kulak is a solid playoff performer. He's been good for them when it matters. So a team in contention doesn't go from Brett Kulak to Philip Broberg. I think they had a hard time envisioning that. And then they thought they had a coach that would go eleven and seven, probably enough to get Broberg in there. But life is tough for fringe prospects when you're on a contending team. It's supposed to be really hard to get ice time, and that's why it's incumbent on the organization to go. We realize the situation around here, and this is just what we're
3: doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything you say is true, right? And that's you. you it's really hard to earn a spot on a team that has. You know, six guys that they feel are probably their guys, right? For now, I agree with Brown. I think they'll add someone or maybe change someone out for a bit of an upgrade. Uh, but you also need cheap players, right? And you can't have a bunch of guys making 2 or $3 million on your third pairing. Now, Kulak's two and a half, and then you kind of see what, you know, that it moves on up from there, and Vinny is pretty cheap. Uh, but I believe Vinny's unrestricted after this year, is he not? Uh, I'll double-check it. So, no. you know, so that... I, I'm gonna say he's at 750 or 800. If he plays, you know, 60, 70 games, I, I have a hard time seeing that being the same number. Yeah. Right? It might creep up a bit. Is he UFA? U-F-A after yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So that number's gonna go up. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a four million dollar D, but he might be one and a quarter, you know, some one one and one. So that changes it quite a bit. So now that third pairing, Ooh, geez, that's pricey as a third pairing, right? <laughs> so Almost it's like sure you need a guy on
0: entry level to, you know, or, uh, you know. Right.
1: And- well, it's yeah. funny though, Ryan, you kept saying though, it, it's hard for a fringe prospect to make a, a team that's challenging for a Stanley Cup. The problem for for the Oilers is the agent and the player don't consider their guy a fringe prospect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They think he's a surefire prospect. And that's why they will continue to make noise or the agent will continue to make noise because they feel their sure thing prospect is being misused so there will be noise continuing i don't know how far it goes but uh the the simple thing is send him to the minors you can't the bottom line you can't have him in the press box it makes no sense you can't play seven defensemen a, a defenseman it. um so put him in the minors and then he goes down there works hard injury comes if he's playing well he comes up and who knows that might be the success story All of a sudden someone comes down, he plays 30 in a row, and you realize, okay, finally we're starting to see what he's capable of doing. But the only way he can do that is if he's prepared for the opportunity. I don't think you're preparing for an opportunity sitting in the press box.
0: Yeah. And when I say fringe prospect, I mean more on a on a Stanley Cup contending team, he's right on the fringe of being able to make that roster. You know, he makes Philip Broberg makes what, 23 other teams probably in the league. Like, you know, he's in there. Whatever, whatever the number is. My point is, I think he's an NHL player, and I think he's got the chance to be a good NHL player, but on a team that's adding depth on the blue line and has expectations of winning, they really like that nurse at home, Kulak left side. So they're willing to move Broberg over, but they start the way they've started, and the plan got derailed, and now it, it has gotten ugly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, okay, we're gonna wrap this part of the discussion there. When we come back, Brown are you gonna hang in for Struddy's World? I know it's your favorite. Uh, oh yeah.
1: You got your um, popcorn? Sh- I mean, yeah, I got nothing, I got nothing else going on. Sure.
0: <laughs> little little preview, Struds. What do you got tonight, bud? What's the little just a little little tease,
3: little hint, little nugget? Um, little something. Personal greetings. It's time to it's time to clear the air. Personal greetings.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking forward to it. So's Brownie, Struddy's World, right after the break. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top of the line trackman simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience while a full service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca.
3: Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Got to look good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Steve-o. Sloppy. Misfire. Yeah, sloppy.
3: sloppy.
0: Sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy. Time out for Studdy's World brought to you by my brothers. DLR Vinyl Products. They got locations in Calgary and Edmonton. Whether you are a homeowner, a contractor or a builder, DLR is the most reliable source for vinyl fence. Opened back in 2005 by my dad and they're not going anywhere. Unmatched service, high quality, North American made products. Visit DLR Vinyl Products. .ca. i'm a middle child brownie does that surprise you
1: no you're obviously the one without any um handyman abilities
0: <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't want to say you're soft but are you so- the soft child yeah.
0: that's funny he he totally nailed that Strud's like he completely
1: nailed that mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was well, I mean, hard read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Strud said you, you got a bad knee. We're not sure how you got the bad knee. I'm... <laughs> yeah. uh, Wasn't doing anything manual. Yeah.
0: I get I get beaten around by my three brothers enough to come on here and take a beating from you two as well. It's uh, it's pretty much nonstop. Struddy, let's get to it, buddy. What do you got?
3: Cheers. Cheers, everybody. We're having a couple of beers. Let's cheers it up and make it feel good. It's a g- perfect time to use that word, cheers, clink the glasses, everyone's feeling good, whatever. It is not the time to use cheers when you're walking away from someone. Okay, see you later, Shogger. Cheers, Straddy. no, no, don't cheers me. I ran into a friend today and he tried to cheers me as we were walking away. I said, no, I reject your cheers. I'm not taking it, I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna be cheered as I'm walking away. It's goodbye, see you later, salutations. Have a good one, hope your day goes well. Would you walk up to someone and say, hey, happy anniversary, instead of saying hello? Would you say mazel tov as you shake someone's hand? It doesn't happen. That's not the way it works. I am tired of people using the word cheers at the wrong time. I believe this originated with Aussies. For you that don't know it, it's the people that live down under. They know we get some bobbies. It is outrageous, though, that we have that let that bleed into our society and people here think it's okay to say cheers. See you, Brownie cheers. No, I reject it. I'm walking away. I don't want to hear any more cheers guys. I am done with the cheers. And my buddy and I have had it out before we had it out today. Oh, I'm not happy. Okay. The Barbie. Yeah. Just like, the Barbie. Okay. We're
0: going to get to the cheers thing in a second, but you got <laughs> rambling there. The accent kind of worked. It's shrimp on the barbie. It's not get some Barbies. You made it sound like like Barbie said, dolls. shrimp on the
3: barbie. I was trying to give it the mm-hmm. accent. It you just deep, went Scottish there. You just did a, just a deep, accent now. That's so why they sound deep, deep Australia. They get a little bit <laughs> on the interior. Sorry. Don't, just, lose, the distra- no, yeah, Don't lose the point. Yeah, you distracted Don't lose the point for the trees. The point is people are abusing the word cheers. I love yeah. cheers. I love it. But don't use it to say hello or goodbye. Or I've seen people put it at the end of emails, and I, I just want to lose it. I I put it at the end of my text. Cheers. <laughs> I use Seriously. it so. Much. I love the word. I cheers use it all the oh, time, no. Strugg. Is this so because I? of me? No, I this... never noticed it. You, I honestly, I've never noticed oh. you two have done it. Do you say you don't say cheers? You guys say cheers chocolate.
0: all like on emails. I, oh, I do like so often. And then the emoji, you type it in on the phone and you just have the the glasses clinking together. I do it all the time. I'm a chronic cheerser.
3: You guys have you've been you've been infected with it.
1: Yeah, you've but think infected. about it. Cheers. Does, what does it remind you of? Like two people drinking or drinking, having a yeah. good time. Yeah. Why? That's why what I, so so when someone says cheers to me, it takes me to a good moment. It takes me, oh, you oh. just said cheers. Oh, I remember last week when I was drinking with my buddies. Oh, that was a really good time. Oh, the waitress was nice to me. She smiled at me. Oh, this is so good. See, look at the moment I had there because someone said the word cheers to me. But no, but Strud said, "See you later." And then I started thinking, "Oh, I actually might see Strud's later." Oh, that's kind of boring.
0: <laughs> Danny Moss says, uh, "Cheers means thank you." Bison
3: Mask Guy says, "Cheers was a good show." But who said cheers means thank you? Where 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 do we start accepting that as being reality? Right, On that's content. what I'm saying. What about take care? Take care, love it. Take care, hey, great seeing you. Take care, stretch boom. I <laughs> what do you will. think? Cheers
0: means <laughs> when you cheers someone in a you're
3: like good merriment means, to you, sir. That's what it means. Let's merriment celebrate happiness our to being you together. Yeah, no, guys, I I just I cannot. I'm I, I'm going to start rejecting texts, emails, conversation that start or end with cheers when it's not appropriate. how oh. old.
1: how old are you now, Stretz? How old are you?
3: Forty eight. Forty eight. 77? So you are you're,
1: no you're late 40s now. You're getting to the old man grumpy age. You are like yeah. seriously, you're getting grumpy. Like yeah, Patrick agrees.
0: He says old man screams at cloud. Patrick Mo uh, on the stream says old man at clouds. Uh, uh
3: Mattis for a long time.
0: Mattis More of Chick
3: says saying hello from Melbourne. So we do have people watching. Yeah. Sorry well, if that was insulting. Him. If people use cheers a lot down there, I feel like that's where it's come from. I had a neighbor who's from New Zealand, slightly different <laughs> accent. And, <laughs> oh my. And, and he would cheers me all the time, but because he had the accent, i let it get away. So if you have an accent that's from down under, I will let you get away with the cheers. Cause I think that's where it started.
1: You seriously are horrible with accents. Like, seriously. Really bad, man. Like, they all sound the same. And they all sound like Eastern Bloc country. Like, I don't even know where you're coming from here.
3: I'm a a catalog of various accents. I don't want to share them all tonight. You guys are getting distracted of my main goal. This is the pushback. This is where we start pushing back against the Cheers.
0: Uh, Obelisk 21 tried really hard here. He says, Cheers has three official meanings. In the and this is ironic that he misspelled this word. I think he meant to say Oxford, but he says Oxford Dictionary. So he okay. misspelled that, I think. Thank you. Goodbye. And salutations.
3: Oh, that's they're wrong too. Uh, where where can I find the Oxford Dictionary? Do they have an email? Well, this S- is certainly not in your house. dictionary,
0: so <laughs> uh don't aussies <laughs> say good day a lot as well. Yes, that's that's yeah. different. I love uh, it.
3: Good day, Mike. <laughs> I love that. You got to make that face when you do the accent all the time. Oh, they do, they scrunch it up. Guys, I watched uh, Karate Dundee probably 20 times. In my did you say school. Karate Dundee? Oh, I say Karate? I mean, Crocodile. Yep. <laughs> uh The Kilted Zombie.
1: <laughs> did, did you watch The Crocodile Kid, too? <laughs> what did he say, Brownie? I missed he it. He called it the Karate, the karate <laughs> Dundee. And he... the Ah, Yeah, and the crocodile, he's getting his movies all messed up. you got to stop drinking before you come on air, Strud's. It's really affecting
3: your show. That's how emotional I am about this whole cheersing.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: The the kilted zombie says cheers is perfectly appropriate. The British form of cheers, which has been adopted in recent years, is identical to thanks, goodbye, etc. Strud's is stuck thinking it's just for drinking. It's not just for drinking salutations, good cheer moments. You're behind on this one study.
3: I think you might no. you, maybe you need to maybe you need to reconsider here. This one I'm taking to my deathbed. If at my funeral, someone <laughs> r- looks over and says, "Cheers, matey." I'll be, I'll come out of the, the grave <laughs> and come and find you. <laughs>
0: Well, if I'm at the dinner that follows that funeral, I'm going to insist on tons of cranberry sauce for everybody at the table.
1: I I sure hope his wife makes a roast too. I hope they serve roast
3: there. I do love a good roast though. I do. But if it's made by the Ronco, Ronco grill. But anyways, thank you everyone for listening to my speech about cheers. And do not cheers me. Do not greet me with the cheers. Say goodbye. Just out of the cheers. I'm out of the cheers business.
0: Okay. Plenty that was strutty's World brought to you by my brothers, uh, Rick and Rob at DLR vinyl products. Brownie, thank you for hanging in for that mess. If yes. you help me, you help I'm me all good when nights go like this. All right, cheers, everybody. Oh, yeah,
3: brownie, cheers, buddy. I reject Have a great night. I reject your cheers. I don't want it. I don't want it. Have a great night, Brownie. Cheers. You too, guys. Cheers. Lots
0: more to come. All right, cheers, bud. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, cheers.
1: Cheers, Struts. Cheers.
3: I reject
4: it. Reject it.
0: <laughs> Roll the commercial, Steve. Roll the commercial. <laughs> Cheers.
4: Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com.
3: If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Time now to take a lap. Brought to you, Struddy, by our good buddies at Backscape. This product is taking the online world by storm right now. It is literally everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape. The water resistant, rechargeable shaver, coupled with the long handle, lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction you want with no bumps or cuts. It's easy and it's awesome. Right now, it's their biggest sale of the year with 30 to 50% off. Visit backscape. That's b a k scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door.
0: Okay, pal, what do we got on the agenda tonight? As we take a look around, uh, former Oiler taking a bit of a uh, taking a, a bit of a rough ride in Nashville. Hey, Tyson Berry and the Preds.
3: Well, we actually touched on this uh, last pod, talking about Tyson Berry, you know, formerly Edmonton Oilers and had been a healthy scratch a couple games in a row. And then there was a you know, discussion about uh, him and his agent being able to go out and find uh, a home, new home for him to, to, to get to play. Well, the GM, Barry Trotz, doesn't like how this is played out. I think, do you have a tweet there, Stoker?
0: I do, yeah. So this is from Alex Dougherty, um, talking about Barry Trotz uh, and his comments on the uh uh, jared stillman and company is the show that he was on uh basically you know emphasizes that barry's fit is dictated by his play and they would find a better fit he says we were very disappointed it got out because word leaked out that the player and his agent were going to be you know given permission to look for a trade We were very disappointed it got out because there's only about four people in the world that knew about it. I was very disappointed in that. It didn't come from the Preds. I do know that 100%. Obviously, someone felt that it should be out there, and they'd put it out there. We will get on the phones and say, Tyson's not happy in his situation right now. Are there any takers? There might be, might not, and I'm sure him and his agent will be doing the same thing. Trots reiterates he was very disappointed in the way Tyson handled it and his group while returning to his refrain, I want you to come here to win. I don't want you to come here to retire. So some pretty strong, heavy-handed comments from the general manager who's frustrated. I would submit to you, those Struds, that if the agent is going to be on the phone talking to 25 general managers over a two-day period, it's probably getting out at a certain point.
3: Well, yeah, it might slip out, but I, you know, obviously the Preds probably like to kind of control their, their, their narrative and, and, and Barry, that's how he wants to do it, but you know, it's, it's not, doesn't play, uh, paint a flattering picture of Tyson Barry, you know, when, when someone says, I want you to come here to win and not to retire, that is, that is a hard one to get over. So obviously he doesn't feel like he's maybe competing hard enough or, or playing hard enough. Um, so you know where where does this go? Well, he's you know, he's an older player on expiring contracts, so there's some value in that for teams that are looking to upgrade it. Um you know, he moves the puck really well. Uh, he he has not run the first power play there in 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 uh, Nashville, which I think is pretty obvious why. yeah. so you know I'm looking for a team that maybe wants an upgrade on their power play QB um at about two million dollars a year or so wherever that whatever that that half. what is it four and a half? you split it up, so yep. two two and a quarter or whatever. yeah. So, what team is that that needs help on their power play that has space and that wants to acquire this player? So, I, it, this feels like something that might take a little longer to sort out. Shocker. Um, but I think there's a player there. But again, to find the right fit, I don't know if it's going to happen quickly.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the two sides got together here in the next few days and just kind of tried to figure out a way to keep this whole thing a little quieter. Um, you know, I think Darren Ferris and Ken Holland are probably going to do the same thing here, right? Get together. And as, as Ferris said in his quote, just trying to handle it, we'll try and handle this privately. Like, <clears throat> it's never it's never great when things blow up publicly. And this, I would say that this situation in Nashville is a bit of a public blow up, right? When you've got a general manager talking about a guy that's got 790 games, sitting on 499 career points, by the way, funny enough. Um, talking publicly about a guy that he's now got to turn around and try and trade. Like something has gone pretty significantly wrong. We do not see this very often. Is this to me, Barry Trotz, like coach at heart, right. For a real long time. Coaches can do that. When a coach gets frustrated, if you say, you know, he can kind of snap in the press room a little bit and go off a little
3: bit. You don't see GMs do this with an individual very often. No, it's very clear. So obviously he's frustrated, right? So maybe this is something that's been boiling for a little bit of time um you know just maybe the way that Tyson's played or the way he perceives it he's played Barry's played so I think they're working on that and then into the next action we're taking a look at uh, down in Arizona and I I've been fairly negative on the whole Arizona Mm. NHL experience for a number of years and um you know them moving into a college arena that seats 5,000 people yeah um I I never really felt this was going to be a quick turnaround. Now we had that they had that space in Tempe, Arizona. It was a, there was a, what do you call it? A plebiscite, a referendum, and the people decided they didn't want him in there. So they continue to play there. They continue to play there. So now they got to figure out what they're going to do next. Well, apparently, according to our good buddy Darren Drager, there is a piece of land they found in Phoenix. They've identified that they're going to purchase or are in the process of purchasing. and They'll be announcing plans in the next little while here of a new arena there. So you know they moved into that rink. It's been a little while now, and then a new rink has got to be at least jog but what? Two oh. years, three years, oh, at, yeah, at least, yeah. at least. And so they're going to be in that little rink for four or five years, uh, at a minimum, uh, total. So I, I don't know. I, 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 the persistence of keeping this team in Arizona. I, I, I tell you what, I wish some players forechecked as hard as Gary Beckman works to keep this team in Arizona. I just think, what is it, like, the I want to say the fifth biggest
0: media market in the U.S., somewhere in there. It's like top, certainly in the right. top seven or eight. I just think it's, I mean, all the major sports are there. I just think it, he can't wrap his head around the idea that they wouldn't be in a market that size, that that would just be such a, a failure in his tenure not to have been able to figure that out because it's just a massive, massive market, market and, and there is lots of money there. So he is stuck with this, man. Like a like a dog on a bone, he is stuck with this. It's interesting, Struds, like despite, you know, there's been a sell-off and there's been a it's been a weird situation. Free agents aren't exactly flocking there. A lot of people thought Andre you went there just to kind of see them through for a few years until they were ready to compete again. Yet at the bottom of all of it here, the Arizona Coyotes are actually playing pretty really good hockey and are competitive this year right in the middle of all of this mess. There's actually a lot to talk about with the Coyotes outside of all of the other mess, which is interesting timing because it wasn't really supposed to be that way.
3: Well, that, that's what's absolutely incredible. You know, they, you're right. They tore that thing right down to the studs, acquired, you know, pockets full of uh, draft picks. <laughs> and now they've done a pretty good job in, in acquiring players or, you know, maybe they need to. They took on some bad deals. Um, and th- their younger players are starting to come through Right. And, and starting to play. And so, you know, I it is great that the team is rising above it uh, than the, the, of, of this whole distraction, because just even the last couple of years, you know, they were in Glendale. Then they're going to uh, build a new rink, I think, in college the team. Then they're going to build a new rink in Tempe. Then they're going to now they're going to build another rink. So that's four rinks that they're either playing in or going to play in or planned on building. In the last I'll call it 10 years, Shogger, I think that's that's probably fair. And that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But give those players credit, man, and, and the coaching staff. Um, and fighting probably one arm behind their back with with what their cap situation looks like. So it is impressive. They can ever get actual financial stability. There might be something there as far as you know pushing a team.
0: I mean, you know Shane Doan really well, and obviously huge part of that organization for a really long time. What what was your sense? Of that as a market, when you were in the league, uh, well, how was it viewed?
3: Do you think by guys? Yeah, I, I always we loved going there. I mean, it's beautiful, right? You are in a great hotel, you're golfing. It's beautiful, but I always felt it was just like the 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 little town that just really had nothing going on, right? I I, no. I didn't, as far as the team, the, the town is great, but just the team. I just at the organization, I just felt like. Everything was kind of done on the cheap and they didn't have a big budget for stuff. And I, I, I understand that, but that's what it looked like when you went to play there now guys love to sign there. Cause I mean, just like we heard from Barry Trotz going there to retire. Right. And a yeah. lot of guys have stayed down in that area and I get it. It's great. I mean, the weather's great. You're loving life golfing, you know, all the time. So yeah, I, it always felt to me like it was just cheaply done. Even that rink in Glen in Glendale, mm-hmm. it felt like a cheap rink, It just felt like everything was done cheaply. Um and you know it didn't didn't work out there. Now they're trying to find a new home. I I don't know. I do do you ever just say we tried and maybe we move out? You not know, this like, commissioner. This commissioner, crazy. man, it,
0: it will not happen on his watch. If it's happening, yeah. I don't know that it's happening on his watch. Nick Bukestad, by the way, in case you were wondering, 24 games played 16 points, playing 1724, yeah. and has won 53% of his face offs this year. Right. So right. ouch. Be fitting well in that third line center spot for the orders, but sure. he wanted, he wanted, you know, wanted pretty good money. And as we know, uh, the orders didn't have a lot of that. All right, that was taken a lap brought to you by Backscape. Steve, why don't you hop on in here, buddy? You've been trying to monitor this mess of a stream as we get to our Ask Us Anything segment brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Holiday gifting just got better at Match. Purchase a $50 gift card, receive a bonus $10 card and two match-branded beer sleeves. Gift cards are available in the restaurant and at matchpub.com. Matchpub is your Ice District dining destination. Got down there yesterday for a little lunch strud's. Had a chance to try some of the wings that we've been talking about. I've had them before, but I wanted to go give them another go. Uh, what's the deal? Yo, what's the deal yo was my favorite, really, really strong. They had a nice spicy mango one too. Oh, so that's... I think the Euler pregame meal, the media meal is getting a little expensive. Like mm-hmm. it's up to like 24 bucks for the media meal before the game. Right, right. I might have to divert my funds and head into match for my pregame meals, buddy. I
3: could see that good choice. Good atmosphere. I love it in there. It's right uh, there. At, at, yeah, it's so much fun. A lot of energy speaking of a lot of energy steve what's happening on the stream tonight buddy let's
0: rip
2: through uh five seven minutes of this and then we will call her a pod righty. yeah so i mean obviously the podcast took a pretty stark <laughs> turn there uh when we entered strutty's world so the the mood responded but um first of all people want to know jl says all we want to know is did the half melted candle respond to strudwick and Obi yeah. says, I second that. <laughs> did Pisani get mad at Struddy or what? He Any did way?
3: through a through a third party. Okay. Uh I heard <laughs> through a third party that he was not happy with my comments. <laughs> uh, but I also heard from Gene, he thought he thought it was hilarious. So that's good. I'll I'll apologize. Forgive and forget, right? It's that time of year. Forgive and forget, guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, Marcus <laughs> says, uh, how much of the, the defensive improvement strutty do you think we can actually attribute to coffee? Like realistically, well, I think it'd be unfair to not give him some credit,
3: right? Now, there's always going to be a bounce back, I think, because of the way the team was performing prior to the coaching change. Um, but I think it's—I'd be unfair not to attribute some of it to him. You know, here's some of the stories come on about the way he's playing players um, and and, tre- and having a relationship with them, and it feels like the t- the D men are taking less, needless risks than we've seen previously. I think, uh, I mean, I was
0: critical of the whole thing, right? I mean, I, we did it on this podcast. It was like, how's this going to work? He's a direct line to the owner, and what's this going to be? And, you know, this, like, we we definitely questioned it. And I think it was fair criticism at the time, but now you evaluate results and you go, well, Darnell Nurse is playing as well as we've seen him play in, in a while. He seems to be playing playing free yeah. and making lots of good plays. Vinny Darnays had an uptick, like, Lots of different guys have. Bouchard has come around. We're not seeing the same big mistakes. And when you talk to the players about it, they tell you about his focus on positivity and not really dwelling a lot and trusting your instincts and, you know, risk management, but trusting your instincts. Like, I would say it looks like it's gone pretty damn well so far.
2: All right. Uh, Kay Gill, wondering about Campbell. Uh, If Campbell is supposed to get one more chance, uh, why has he not been called up yet? And when do you think that's going to happen if it will?
0: Yeah, I think they were ready to call him back up. And I think he had a tough night. Uh, And I think he let at least one goal in that is one of those goals you can't let in. I don't think it's going to be about him playing perfect game after perfect game. But I think he needs to not be letting in goals that absolutely should not be going in. So I think the plan got stalled because of his most recent performance. And struds, I think they have the luxury of time right now because of their schedule. And the rest that Skinner just got, they can let it breathe a bit with
3: Campbell here, get a few more games, and run Skinner. Uh, let's, let's put ourselves in Campbell's shoes. You know, can you imagine the uh, the pressure he feels to get his game backed up to where he wants to? And then here's maybe through the grapevine or something, he's about to be called up, and you know the pressure he feels. Like this is, I, I, I'll stand on the, I'll be on the record. And last year I was the biggest Campbell supporter. I kept saying, we're going to need him. You're going to need him. You're going to need him. But right now he needs time to sort his, his, his game out. And um, I, I believe it'd be unlikely that he will require, get to the level required to be the backup this year for Stuart Skinner. And And it's not his skill. I just think that his game is at a point where I've had confidence issues too at times. And you, you just don't, flick it on flick it off in two three weeks i just i'm sorry guys i i i've, I've said this my piece but i i i think it's very unlikely
2: freezer bags says, uh, ryan just buy a meal from the concessions like the rest of us peasants <laughs> and so you can complain <laughs> along with us <laughs> yeah yeah i was giving it to freezer bag a
0: little in the chat he's yeah. had some pretty he's had some pretty good comments but holy smokes man This guy has been a negative vortex on the pod so far tonight. So, uh, yes, fair point by you. Nobody wants to hear the media complain about their media meal prices. I was trying to plug a sponsor. I was basically saying I'm going to go eat at my sponsor's place. So, if you can't figure that out, that that's what I was doing, freezer bag, that's a you problem.
2: (laughs) All right. The bison mask guy right off the uh, top of the stream tonight says, can a team this disorganized really win a Stanley Cup? with tic-tac-toe, he says, tic-tac-toe has more strategy than a professional organization. I thought the old boys club was bad, but man, this is Disorganized.
0: What are the areas where we would say that there seems to be a level of disorganization? I think the handling of some of the prospects and some of the younger guys. um, Yeah, I think think that's fair. Um, But Strud's the bones of this thing, like the pure bones of it, their top end players, their blue line, you know, if Skinner can come around, it's still there, you know that hasn't just gone away. So as as frustrating as it's been for Oiler fans, like am I wrong? Are the bones still there of a contender?
3: Oh, I think the bones are there, but I I, I w- I'm not sure disorganized is a fair comment, right? Not every not every um, draft pick's going to make it, you know. Now now there are different ways to bring them along, and I think that you know I I've said my piece about how I'd run them uh, through, but not everyone's going to make it. Um, but there have been some good stories, right? You look at Darnell Nurse has come in. What was he picked? Seven. This guy was eight, right? Now a different time. He was able to play his way into the league. So different situation. Stuart Skinner is a good story. He's an NHL goalie. Whether you think he's an A, an a, a B, or C, he's an NHL goalie for sure. So there has been some good stories uh, around this team developing their own people. But this is one situation that I don't think has been really good for anyone uh so i'm not sure if i'd go and say they're so disorganized as a group fair enough
2: well Kegel uh getting back to broberg a bit uh Kegel says i blame woodcroft for uh you know the lack of development for broberg he says he started that 11 and 7 formula that ruined his development and then mcdavid's holy socks uh chimed in and said didn't woodcroft implement the 11 and 7 because kenny screwed us on the salary cap and couldn't provide enough players especially when injuries hit jay just liked
4: the
0: 11 and seven formation like he did he had he had enough players at his disposal but bottom line he thought his seventh bef- defenseman was better than his 12th forward i mean that's that was a big part of it but it did create the illusion struds that you could bring a guy like broberg along in a system where they were going to play seven defensemen like at least he'd get in the lineup enough as opposed to just having to make a hard and fast decision that this prospect will not be a seventh defenseman because a seventh defenseman is different in Edmonton.
3: Yeah, there weren't a lot of fans complaining when the Oilers were winning when they had eleven and seven. So I think we got to be, you know, this revisionist history where we all, we no one liked eleven and seven, they were winning, people oh, yeah. liked it, the fans yeah, yeah. liked. It. So I think we got to be careful with that. Um, but Brownie said it well that you can't, you're not developing playing eight, nine minutes a night. You've got to get out there and you got to get on at least one specialty team as a as a D man. I think that helps. Now it's hard again the power play, I get that, but the penalty kill,
2: man, it's nice to get out there because that gives you that extra minute or two a night. Two more, Steve O. We'll wrap it up. Okay, Penner's Pancakes is wondering, uh, what's your best guess? Does Broberg become the next Caleb Jones or Ethan Bear, or does he go somewhere and blossom into a cleft bomb?
3: I, I there's a lot of things I like about his game. I like how he skates. Um, he defends well. He's long. He's you know he takes up a lot of space. But past that, I have a hard time projecting what he's going to be. I, I I truly do. I I think he'd be a partner to a really skilled player on the second line and he just defends so well and and he'll he'll take up a lot of space and take away people's time that's kind of what I see I don't necessarily see him as a power play guy shogger
0: no no I, I don't see him running power plays I see him on a bottom third team being a top four defenseman and I see him on a good team being a third pair defenseman I think he's better than a seventh defenseman that gets healthy scratched all the time I think he has more in him than than that Fair. um and i hope for his sake that he finds it whether it's here or somewhere else's his career here is you know he needs to get going he needs to get playing games he needs to get some confidence he needs to get some wind in, wind in the sails he's got to get going here because this is heading in a not great direction he just needs to get playing hockey
2: okay last one from jl I'm wondering did you guys get an injury update yet on holloway did we? I heard it was.
0: Uh, I heard it was in the three week range, but I'm not going to report that as as fact. But to be honest, no, we didn't ask uh, Knoblock that today. Uh, I'm trying to recall. I was no, no, we didn't ask him today. So our bad. Not all, not always top of mind uh, in the moment. So we'll try maybe tomorrow. Thanks for that one, Steve. Appreciate that. Uh, okay that'll wrap up ask us anything time to wrap the podcast with our gem of the day brought to you by united sport and cycle edmonton's most iconic home for everything sport christmas has arrived at united sport and cycle so if you need something for an athlete or sports fan on your list united has been your santa's workshop for over 95 years visit www UnitedSport.ca. Do you have something in mind, Struts? What do you got tonight, bud?
3: Well, I think I, I got to call my own number, and Rob Brown, if he here, he'd say it. He would say it. So I, I, when I was making a reference about people from down under, I said okay. Karate Dundee. That was pretty epic. And a crocodile Dundee. So I, as much as it pains me to say it, Shagher and Steve. I'll uh, say it. That was absolutely
0: amazing. That was one of, that was a great study moment. That's from oh, all yeah. those years on Gregor's show. Gregor is the king of mixing up his metaphors and mixing up his, right. uh, you know, you you. Yeah.
3: that was by osmosis. You you got that through Gregor. Karate Dundee. And I love Karate Kid and Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Bro. That was blasphemous. They an Australian karate guy. That had been amazing. Saw Gregor down at the ring today, and
0: uh, he took his two cough for us. It's not quite getting catastrophic yet, <laughs> but it's not far. And he is so sour about it, Strudy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I just love it. I think it's so great. And it's self-inflicted. That's the best part. No one even challenged him. He just said, I'll just do this. That's how sure he was. The sharks are going to lose. <laughs> he bet himself. That's the I best. Know. It was a bet he made with himself. Makes no but,
0: sense. <laughs> but he's starting to dress. The worse his hair is getting, the younger he's trying to dress to like compensate. <laughs> so we was joking today, he's going to, it won't be long before he shows up like, you know, in a diaper and overalls because he's just, <laughs> he's dressing younger and young. He had really young shoes on today. So he's trying. He's <laughs> yeah. trying. Love you, Gregs. Uh, by the way, it's the month of giving over on AM 1440 with Gregor and his show, one of the great charitable campaigns that this city has ever seen quite frankly amazing stuff he does so make sure you tune in and check out some of the great ideas they have doing amazing things for charities across the city there you go gregs we made up thanks for tuning into the podcast tonight folks much appreciated and a huge thanks to our title sponsor sherwood buick gmc hey everybody have a great night cheers